Welcome to Conversations with Karma. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm your host, Karma Hill. This is a space where ordinary people can find encouragement, inspiration, and motivation to share their extraordinary gifts with the world. We'll dive into topics that stretch us and help us show up in the world as the best version of ourselves. As a life coach, entrepreneur, mom of four, wife, a caregiver, a heart attack survivor, and the list really could go on, I have a ton of information to share. I'll provide practical tips as well as valuable resources that will help you take your life to the next level. So if you're ready, let's have authentic conversations about the things that really matter. Today's topic is something that I'm so excited to share. I'm very happy that we can talk about self-care. I know many may say, how are we talking about self-care during this stressful, uncertain time? But I think there is no better time than right now to really dive deep and get a good grasp on self-care and making it a lifestyle and more than just a luxury. Many of us have been conditioned over time that self-care is a luxury. It's not something that we really are thinking about on the at the forefront every day, but it is something that needs to be on the forefront of our minds and just our habits every day. So I like to define self-care as the practice of nurturing, replenishing, and strengthening your mental, emotional, and physical self. And I, I prefer to add in first because I feel like we need to be doing these things first. We cannot pour from an empty cup. So if you are depleted, you're drained, you're run down, whatever it is that you are giving to the people that you love or out in the world, you're not giving them the best version of yourself and you're giving the broken, watered down version of who you really are. You deserve and you owe it to yourself to nurture yourself first and we also owe it to others to be able to show up in the world being the best that we can be. And I know for many, it's a challenge because for me, it was just a novel concept, I'll say, because I was modeled something totally different. For me, my my examples were that, you know, you had to take care of home, you had to take care of work responsibilities, you had to show up in the world and meet all of your demands and commitments. And then once all of those things were done, you took whatever time you had left and you could do something for yourself. That only works for a short amount of time. So my early adulthood, I kind of was able to balance it. But once I started adding the demands of children, work, um, other just life responsibilities, that just was no no longer a sustainable option. And I began to neglect myself more and more. And I really was was drained. I was depleted. I just didn't have anything else really to give. And it caused me to be really frustrated, somewhat resentful, and not the best version of who I am. So when I reflect back on it now, I just can't imagine why it took me so long to get this concept, but nonetheless it did. So today I just wanna share with you how we can make self-care more than just a luxury and how we can make it a lifestyle and how we can start doing that right now while we're all 
in the house with nowhere to go. The outside world is basically shut down and all we have is to be in the house with ourselves. And for many of us, I don't know about you, but I'm in the house with other people. So self-care has really become even more of a priority because we don't have that buffer of time where we're not together during the day. We're in here utilizing the same space all day, every day. And sometimes we step on each other's toes and we bump heads and we get a little frustrated with one another. So this has been the perfect opportunity for me to really dive deep and get into my self-care practices. So I just want to let you know that self-care can reduce your stress levels. Um, It can boost your immune systems and it just really, really feeds you and allows you to be the best that you can be no matter where you're showing up. So first we'll talk about um, some of the six steps that I feel like you need in order to make self-care a lifestyle and not just your luxury. The first thing I think that we all need to do is really take the time to know ourselves. And knowing yourself is different depending on what stage and what area of life you're in. And let me back up. Honestly, self-care looks different for each one of us. None of us move through the world the same way. We we don't see the we don't see the world the same way. We don't have the same demands on our lives. We don't have the same commitments. We don't have the same values. But I will say it doesn't matter who you are. You need to find the best self-care practices for you. And in order to do that, you have to take the time to get to know you. If you don't know who you are, you don't know what makes you tick. You don't know what is going to nurture you, what replenishes you, what strengthens you. And not only do you need to know those things, you need to know when, where, and how to actually implement them. So the first thing I say on the list would be get to know yourself. Take the time to really go deep, explore who you are, what makes you tick, what do you like, what don't you like, who do you like to be around, what are your dreams, what are your goals. There are several different ways and practices that you can do these. Journaling is one of my favorite. I feel like, hey, I'll sit down with my journal, my pen, get a great journal prompt or two, and I can just get to free flowing. But after you've released a lot of those things, you can kind of see who you are, what you're thinking, where you want to go, what you want your life to look like. You know, many of us are so crowded out by everybody else's thoughts and feelings that we don't even take the time to really get to know ourselves and what our own thoughts and feelings are. And that's just a sad way to live. And I can tell you I was guilty of it. I I had a lot of dreams. I had a lot of thoughts, but I had children early and I, you know, began to pour into them and everything that I did have it was just beginning to be more and more depleted and and extinguished. And it wasn't their fault. It was more that I just did things out of order. Like I didn't even show up for myself first. So if I wasn't showing up for me, how can I show up for somebody else? So I think tip number one is to know yourself and really figure out what your beliefs are, what your habits are, what would you like to change them to? What can you do? Really dive deep and get to know you. Tip number two is to create habits that rejuvenate you. Now, this is a wide spectrum of things. Some people are like, hey, what rejuvenates me is, you know, laying on the couch with a good book, tuning out from the rest of the world and 
when I when I'm done with time like that, I'm feeling renewed. Some people are, hey, I just need a good warm bath where I can just soak, listen to some music, candles lit, and I'm good to go. Others may need, you know, a massage or you need, hey, exercise. I know exercise is a wonderful way to keep yourself healthy at an optimal um, energy burning and just really feeling the best that you can feel. Um, meditation, that's one of those things that for me is definitely needed for my spiritual. In order for me to maintain my connection to the universe, I have to meditate daily. It just, the benefits are just endless. Um, yoga, yoga is another thing that I really, really love. Um, it's, it's an activity that can be practiced just about anywhere. And it's, it's relaxing, it's strengthening, but at the same time, it just brings me that inner peace and reminds me of the basic essentials of just breathing. And sometimes that's just what we all need, just to be able to take a breath. So I think creating those habits that rejuvenate you, that's essential. So that's my tip number two. Number three, I think is self-development. I think we all need to continually be working on becoming the best version of ourselves. So we're here to grow and to expand, and we need to search out growth-seeking opportunities. And this may be in include activities like reading, listening to podcasts like you're doing now, um, attending workshops, going to school, taking courses, you know, just so many things, you know, working with a coach, working with a mentor, just different things to really, really help you become the best version of yourself. Tip number four, this one, this one was a struggle for me. This one is setting healthy boundaries. Um, I had to really learn that no is a complete sentence and it doesn't require explanation. First, first, before I even say that part of it, I had to find no in my vocabulary because there was a point that if you asked me to do anything, I was jumping through hoops, even at my own detriment, to try to figure out how I could get it done. And once I even kind of got to where it may be okay for me to say no, I was definitely, if I told you no, I had to give you this long explanation that I just knew you would buy into in order for it to be justified that my answer was no for whatever it was. And not just saying no just for the sake of trying on, you know, a boundary, you know, really clearly identifying your boundaries, one. And then the next thing I would say would be lovingly communicate them to others, like, I really had to get my household to understand that, okay, there are certain times that I need to take for myself and that's okay and it's essential and it's welcome and encouraged. Like you want me to be the best so that I can show up fully for you. And in order for me to do that, I really had to be at a place where I could set those boundaries and say, this is the time for this. I'm doing this and really be clear because at one point all my days were running together. Like, there was really no beginning and ending. It was just like I fell out because I was exhausted and then I woke up and I hit the ground running and I was back at it. I have so many demands on my life that I, I was no good at healthy boundaries at all. I was no good to myself and ugh, that one I sucked at. But I'm here to tell you that I am 
so much better at it now. And that is something I definitely, definitely encourage each of you to figure out where you can set healthier boundaries in your life. The fifth tip I have is to listen to yourself. Schedule time every day where you can check in with yourself and really see how you feel and make adjustments as needed. Not only check in with you, but really make the adjustments that's needed. Listen to what your body is telling you, what your inner voice is telling you, and really act on it. You know, if you're if you're hungry, go eat healthy, nutritious foods that fuel your body, but go eat. If you are tired, all of this we push through. Um, I can sleep when I'm dead. I, you know, all, every cliche you can think of that was me. I'm on go, 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 go. Well, eventually you'll get to a place where your body tells you, hey, I'm tired. And since you won't rest, I'll, I'll make you rest. So I have to say, listen to your body. And during this time, that's one of the things I'm taking advantage of that life is slower right now. I don't have those heavy demands and commitments because not a lot of things I can do outside of the house. I still have demands on my business because I'm an online um, coach and I do have clients that I'm still serving, but I don't have the rest of the commitments out in the world. Kids are not having to get up, get out, go to school, activities, all of those things. So I'm catching up on some much needed rest. I don't have to get up at 5.30 in the morning and it's felt amazing to sleep until 8 and 8.30. I don't have to feel that sort of pressure. So when my body is telling me, hey, it's okay to take a nap or maybe we need a nap, I've taken several naps. And first couple, I felt a little guilty, but it's felt amazing. Like I feel great actually being able to take those few minutes or however long I decided to nap for and take that time for myself. So that one, I, I think that's a big one too. Listen to yourself. Like we have the answers that, we need inside of us like listen to them and hear what our super intelligent body is telling us it needs from us six i feel like is have fun like life is supposed to be fun like we're all caught up being so stressed out all of the time and we're pushing 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 life is a journey not just a destination like we're gonna get to the end and when we get to the end i doubt we're gonna be thinking about all the intense pressure that we put on ourselves what we want to be able to say is we had fun on the journey. We did the things that were fun and exciting for us. And you won't know what's fun for you if you don't do step number one, which is get to know yourself. So all of these steps and tips, I think, are really important and they all kind of are interchangeable and they all feed together. So I think that you couldn't ask for much more in life than to give yourself the gift of self-care first. Like you deserve it. You don't need anyone else's permission to put yourself first. I think you should do that. You know, for me, I learned the value of self-care first, the hard way. My hope is that each one of you will take this advice and that you'll implement into, into your life. You know, I don't know where you are, what stage you are in life, but I do know that no matter where you are, in order for you to fulfill your dreams, to become the person that you know you want to be, you're not going to get there if you do not find a way to make this a natural flowing part of your life. So set up 
those times in the day where you disconnect from everybody and everything and just sit with yourself. Like I found that it, the time that I take for myself literally has to be scheduled. Like I'm not even joking. It's on my calendar because I just haven't been at a place where I trust myself enough to, to really stop when I needed to. So I've taken time and blocked it off in my calendar where I could really say, Hey, this is time just for karma to be with karma. You know, hey, I'm going to go take a walk and just really be with me. This is my time for me to journal. This is my meditation time. This is my time for exercise. This is my time for work. You know, all of these different things, but make all of these things a part of your everyday life, not just, hey, well, I did this here and there. And I'm going to tell you, it, at first, you may be excited about it as I was when I first was like, hey, I'm going to do this. It has taken me years to finally get to a point where I can say, yeah, I'm going to turn my ringer off. Um, many people may be great at it, but I was horrible. I always was like, well, I have to be attached to hearing from if anybody that I loved needed me. Well, when they did need me, who they were getting wasn't the best person to help them because I really hadn't even given much to nurture myself. So now it's I, that went with the boundary because now people reach out to me when they need me, not just I'm the first go to at every moment, but I'm able to set some healthy boundaries and I'm able to say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to bed at a certain time and that is what works for me. So it's not much that I can offer. So if it's an emergency, those are the only phone calls that I'm getting now when I find that they are few and far between at this point, which is amazing because that's what we want. You know, we don't want to always be on call 24 hours a day. Like we can't sustain life at a high alert like that. So I just really, really, if I can't get you to do anything else, I just want you to be able to commit to trying on putting yourself first, making self-care first a lifestyle and not just a luxury so to recap i just want to go over hey get to know yourself that's step one step number two create habits that rejuvenate you step number three is self-development step number four is set healthy boundaries step number five is listen to yourself and step number six is have fun we were meant to enjoy the journey so this I have as a free download and you can visit my site at www.btwdcoaching.com and you should be able to opt in to the email list and it will take you through the prompt to download this self-care guide and I call it an empowered woman's guide to self-care because primarily it's women who really have not done the best job at self-care so we neglect ourselves the most I've seen and so this this guide is really for the ladies and I think that it's important for us to really learn to fill our own cups up so that we can feel important to others because we just have so many roles and so many people that we care for and I want to see us all be the best that we can be and and really thrive and be happy and live fulfilled nurtured care for lives thank you so much for sharing this time with me 
and I hope you found today's episode valuable. If so, please share, subscribe, rate, and leave a comment to help others find this amazing show. I will upload episodes every Wednesday, so be on the lookout for new content each week. For more ways to connect with me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BTWD Coaching, and visit my website at www.btwdcoaching.com. If you're looking for a place to find support, encouragement, and accountability, then join my private Facebook group titled Self-Care Sister Circle. Have an extraordinary week, and remember, you don't need permission to put yourself first.